Northwest Christian School Online provides online Christian education for any students ranging from kindergarten to 10th grade. The tuition is fully covered through the state of Arizona's ESA program and is affordable for families out of state. You can count on NCS Online for a rigorous, proven online program that establishes a robust biblical worldview for all students. For more information, go to ncsonline.org. That's ncsonline.org. It is a civil war, a rebellion, that we are living in a part of the universe occupied by the rebel. God is ultimately for us. And don't worry about the rest. He's got the rest sorted out. December 12th. It's Tuesday. We've been having a tremendous time with Dr. Amy Yoder, uh, hmm. Mr. Brown. It's been amazing going through it her, has been. her work. And uh, yesterday we, we began with four of the uh, maybe red flags that, that we have seen in this survey over between 2016 and 2023. And we have four more that we're going to look at today. And uh, our first one that we get to talk about, first of all, welcome again on Tuesday, Dr. Yoder. Good to see you. Good to see you guys, again. too. And I think that the one we're hitting is my time commitments. Is that the one we're looking at? Yeah. So my time commitments demonstrate that I value relationship over work, career, hobby. And we did see in the always category, we saw about a 3% um, decrease. We saw about a 0.1% increase in frequently. So. Um, what do you attribute that to, and what's the what, what do you see in that, Doctor Yoder? That's uh, that's not really a good situation. Um, well, I mean, ideally speaking, our our kids are busy, busy, busy. Um, and so one of the things is is like, you know, part of relational pieces is is they're connected in a church community, they're connected in a faith community, and so if kids are not spending their time around Christians, where are they spending their time? And so, I mean, it's just looking at, is it something that, you know, our kids are just getting so busy that church and, you know, personal prayer time, are those things dropping? Um, it's a great yeah, point. It, yeah. Yeah. I, our, and then my, part of my question is they are, how busy are they really? <laughs> um, when, when we throw, again, mm-hmm. technology into the mix, um, I hear numbers like nine hours a day on a screen. And uh, part of that's including school. I, I remember we had a student who, um, great, great student, uh, love her a lot, and uh, couldn't be a community group leader because she's just too busy. I'm mm-hmm. like, community group leaders during lunch. Mm-hmm. Like you're going to be here anyway. But just she had an overwhelming feeling of her life mm-hmm. that was just, it was just, over, uh, I felt busy. Now, I believe they are busier. Mm-hmm. I think that we do. And that's on the, that's on parents more so than, mm-hmm. than students. They're running from this to that to this to that. And. So again, the question is busy good. Um, that's yeah. kind of a big one, and that one is is busy good. And um, and I would say we go back to those mission mm-hmm. trips you talked about a couple weeks ago. We see decline in numbers. Mm-hmm. Um, well, busyness could be a busyness factor. could be a factor in that. Yeah, you know, I I go back to uh, if you don't know uh, Dr. Tim Kimmel, and he wrote mm-hmm. a couple of great books on parenting. One of them is called Grace Based Parenting. Mm-hmm. And if you've not read this book, it's it's fantastic but i actually read the second book before i read the first it's kind of like seeing empire strikes mm-hmm. back before you see star wars what Ooh. in the world yeah right? yeah what in the world but I, I actually read his second book it's called raising kids for true success mm-hmm. and it's a powerful book but in it one of the things that he says is he says the enemy and he's talking specifically about the devil but, the enemy has learned that he doesn't need to make bad families he only needs to make 
busy families mm-hmm. yeah. because the end result is the same. Mm-hmm. Listen to that statement again. Yeah. I'll say it one more time. The enemy has learned he doesn't have to make bad families. He only needs to make busy families because the end result is the same. Mm-hmm. And I think that's when I read that yeah. years ago. It and I think that was one of the charms. If it's kind of painful to say it this way, but one of the charms of COVID, one of the one of the virtues, mm-hmm. as opposed to the vices that the COVID pandemic presented, was it caused families to slow down. down. Mm-hmm. And I think there was some real good. I think yeah. there were a lot of families that recognized, okay, you know what, slow is good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I, I see I. I, I'm a, a very heavily involved in sports. I was, and um, I remember when Minnesota started having hockey games on Sunday. This was 20, 30 mm-hmm. minutes. Like, that's a slippery slope. That was usually a sacred day, mm. and and now there, you, you know, any youth sport that doesn't have games tournaments on a Sunday. As mm-hmm. well. Yeah, and uh, I, you know, as a youth pastor and at my church, you know, kids, are, are you going to be at church tomorrow or Sunday? And like, no, I have a game, mm-hmm. or you know, or, or I had game till eight o'clock last night or 10 o'clock last night and and so again it goes to some of these situations on why we're seeing those drops but uh um i like that you didn't say church Mm -hmm. in the question you didn't say you said relationships Mm -hmm. um your time is about that relationships aren't as important yeah because being part of a faith community is important and if you look at westerhoff's spiritual development sages the faith community is what helps um, people get to an own faith. And so when you take away a faith community, you're, as, in essence, taking away a person's ability to grow in their faith because we do life together. And so it's yeah. interesting because I do. I feel like many kids, I teach seniors primarily um, and juniors, but I have kids who are stressed all the time about college. And I'm like, oh, my goodness. Like, it, you know what I mean? Yeah. You know, they're worried about what college they're going to and they're 16 and and I don't know if it's, you know, parents put pressure on them, if they're putting pressure on themselves, but they're missing out on some great relationships and great faith community because they're stressed about studying all the time, getting A's or, you know, investing themselves and doing all these other things instead of what matters. And that's the community that's placed around. Them. I yeah. feel like our school does community really, really well, you know, but yeah, I'll uh little shout out, a little biased. My son last night um, didn't even make it out to dinner last night because he had uh, said he had a lot of homework <laughs> and he wanted to go to church. Wow. And so, yeah. uh, and I'm like, you can't stay in five minutes to have dinner, but uh, I mean, he, he probably could have, <laughs> yeah. but uh, it was a value for him to be, mm-hmm. to be to church last night. Uh, sacrificed it. Oh, what was for dinner? It was spaghetti. Okay. Yeah. Okay, that's a good dinner. <laughs> yeah. That's a factor. Yeah. That's a factor. Absolutely. So for these last, these last couple, I want yeah. to kind of group them together because I think they they basically mirror each other and they also are pointing to the same spiritual formation strategy. Mm-hmm. It's this. It's I intentionally maintain relationships with non-believers in order to share my testimony. And the last one, I am prepared to share my testimony at any time. So it comes down to to testimony, and it comes down to essentially sharing your faith, the transformation that's taken place in your life because you've accepted the truth of the gospel. 
Um, are we comfortable? And we talked about this a couple episodes ago. Are we producing an environment within the school where our students are becoming increasingly comfortable sharing their faith, especially with non-believers? Um, I, I don't like I am very familiar with this school. I've been here for 18 years. And uh, one of the uh, a hero of mine um, was a Bible teacher at this time in 2016. Mm. Uh, name was Mr. Bill Harbeck. Mm-hmm. And uh, Powerful. I, and I don't know if this is an uptick in that, but, but Coach Harbeck was very, very, very into story. Mm-hmm. And having kids share their stories, write their stories. I don't know if we saw an uptick at that point because of that. I don't know. Um, oh, interesting. It's hard to get a little, you know, you'd really have to get in the weeds for that to see why they were more comfortable with their stories. But that was just a big thing that he was was obviously mm-hmm. big on sharing his story and and trying to understand kids stories so amy what are your yeah. thoughts on that i mean part of it is is i mean i think part of it has to do with the political climate i think um a lot of times people who are christian or could be labeled as conservative and to make that known right off the bat it kids a lot of times feel like they're just automatically attacked or judged because of what they believe. Or if they wear Mm. a political shirt supporting something, they feel like people, you know, make comments or say things about them. So I I don't know. I mean, I, I don't feel like I have to verbally say I'm a Christian. I feel like people should just know I'm a Christian by how I treat them. So when it says I make my faith known to my neighbors or fellow employees, um, do our students equate that with them verbally saying, I am a Christian or I am a Christ follower? Or isn't it a, enough to just people know that we're Christians by our love? Mm-hmm. I mean, is yeah. that something, I mean, I don't know. That's something I, I intend to look at a little more. Do, you, do people or do our students feel like they have to verbally say, I'm a Christ follower for them to feel like they're letting people know that they're a Christian or can they just be known as a Christian by how they act? Well, you, you bring up a good point, and I think it, it's rooted in the word identity. Mm-hmm. And I, I think, again, you mentioned kind of conservative or political leanings. Mm-hmm. or um, That's not your identity. That's not who you are. Mm-hmm. And uh, there are um, very, very, and, and some people might push back on this statement. And if you do, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm willing to take it. There are very, very amazing Christian men and women who would call themselves a Democrat. Mm-hmm. And very, very great Christian men and women who would call themselves Republican and and Libertarian. I don't know what else there is, but uh, independent, um, independent, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Uh, and so I think that has created something too with a little maybe, as you said, maybe an embarrassment or like I don't want to say that I, that's not really who I am. So I think looking at your identity um, through that lens is not super helpful. That's a really good point. I also think that there's a temptation to get tripped up with within testimony. We is a Christian community, you know, as the church, we like to put forward uh, these perceived champions who at one point were very worldly and, and yeah. had all this going on. And then there's just radical transformation. Right. Uh, and now suddenly they're Christ mm-hmm. followers. And then for the student who, who's grown up in Christian home, who's Didn't grown up going that. to Christian school, there was no, you know, there was no maybe st- super dark to mm-hmm. super light transformation. Yeah. But nevertheless, the transformation that's taken place is I was dead in my sins. Right. Mm-hmm. I was lost. And God called me out of darkness, yeah. called me to life. And I have become, and we, I think we need to do a better job of helping students understand that transformation is transformation mm-hmm. is transformation. Everyone has a story. 
Yeah. Mm -hmm. and, and some will be more powerful. Yeah. You know, when Nick Vajoyic comes into town, he's got no arms and no legs. Mm -hmm. People pay attention. They're like, whoa. Mm -hmm. But again, the, the idea that, that I was lost and now I was found. Um, yeah. the, the, the parable, or I don't know, the story of Jesus healing the blind man on the Sabbath. And they were wondering, why did he do it? Who did he, who, who did he? And he's like, I, I don't know. Mm -hmm. All I know is once I was blind and now I can see. Mm -hmm. And that's at the end of the day, whether I had what I have in my past, I, I was lost. I was ECOTL. I was I was on my way to burning in hell forever. And mm -hmm. now I'm not. Yeah. That's an incredible story. Mm -hmm. Love it. Well, guys, this has been great. Thank you so much. We got one more episode yes, uh, next coming week. next week, and we're going to count down. Basically, we're going to go in reverse order. We're going to talk through what is our, our least effective spiritual formation strategy, or where where are we least effective mm -hmm. to yeah. where are we most effective so we're gonna next week we're gonna we're gonna reflect honestly and mm -hmm. transparently and talk about how we can improve as a school and we're gonna build all the way up to some of those areas where we're we're doing pretty good all right so, love it yeah folks thank you for tuning in and tune in next week december 18th as we as we uh, wrap up a just a phenomenal conversation with dr amy yoder been great take care Northwest Christian School has made Biblical Worldview online courses available to all high school students for transcript credit, regardless of whether they attend public school, private school, charter school, or homeschool. Frameworks is an exciting new initiative utilizing the learning management system of Grand Canyon University. For more information, visit BibleClassesForPublicSchools.com.